Let's do this. Yes. Hi, I'm Steve. I'm blind. I play video games. And welcome to the Blind Gamer Podcast. In today's episode, part one of my conversation with my friend Cassie Chu, who's a game designer at Drinkbox Studios. You may know Drinkbox because they made the amazing games... Guacamelee and Severed. They're working on Guacamelee 2, and Cassie, I am so happy that she's actually get to work with that team to be able to create uh, the amazing world that is Guacamelee 2, so I'm super excited to be able to uh, chat with her. A uh, little bit of housekeeping. Uh, please leave a rating and review on iTunes. would really appreciate it, and it'll help kind of make this podcast grow. Uh, I would, it's sort of like kind of like a little bit, my, a little bit of marketing kind of to be able to get uh, people to be interested in uh, watching and listening to the show. Uh, this episode is brought to you by patreon.com slash steve sailor but more on that later um, make sure to check out actually the latest episode of blind gamer where i actually played celeste on the assist mode on the ps4 it was actually really cool i played it without it and just to see how i was and and uh, obviously i did do well <laughs> That's not really a spoiler if you ever seen any of my blind gamer videos, but I, uh, I did play it and it's up on my channel right now. I was super proud of how it turned out. Uh, if you be able to make sure to check that out. And then coming up this week, fine. I've seen your requests. I've seen your comments. I've seen your uh, tweets. I've seen your comments on my Instagram. I will be playing Fortnite Battle Royale and this is nothing to do with the whole Ninja and Drake situation, I was just, I've been wanting to be able to play Fortnite for a while. I just, like, I just haven't had any time to be able to sit down and actually, like, play it. So, uh, uh, like, uh, well, I mean, I, I've had other interests in the real, like, I was like, Fortnite was kind of always at the bottom of the list, but, uh, uh, so I am going to be playing it this week. I've been kind of just, it's been in my head for a while and, uh, it just so happens that, that now Fortnite is probably the, the way bigger than PUBG at this point because of Drake tweeting it out to his 30 million followers. Did you see that this past week? Oh my goodness. 600,000 view, like live, 600,000 people watching like TV shows, like on cable can barely get that sometimes. And yet a streamer was able to play a game with Drake. That is just blows my mind. And it has nothing to do with actually just like, it, it's it, it's sort of like, I don't know, there was a few kind of opinions about that. I'm sorry I'm going off with a bit of a tangent, but it's sort of a few opinions on it. And I'm thinking of the opinion of, this is really great for exposure. Uh, for not only uh, just Ninja himself, because I think if I remember reading correctly, he passed over 500,000 subscribers on Twitch, which if you don't know, if you're a subscriber on Twitch, 500,000 may not seem like a lot compared to, say, YouTube, but that's paying subscribers, and the minimum is $5 a month. So who knows how many people are paying more than that. So if everyone on his, is, that's subscribed to his channel is paying $5 a month, technically he's earning probably about a million dollars at this point uh, just from that subscription. So uh, good on Ninja, and then also good on Epic Games and Fortnite for, like, like I hope that they sort of jump in on this and just, like, really double down on I know they have been in order to be able to try to be able to beat PUBG, which is sort of the top in that kind of battle royale genre. But it's just really cool, and it's and like now it exposes uh, uh, Twitch to a much larger audience than, than they hadn't had before. Fortnite to a large audience than they hadn't had before, and you're going to see a lot more I, I, instances like this, I think, uh, in Fortnite over the next little bit. Uh, just mark my words on that one. Uh, and if I'm wrong, you can be able to tell me if, if you're in the future. Go back to this video and and tell me in the comments that I was wrong, and I'll. I'll fully admit it. Uh, I'll I'll admit it now. I was wrong. Yeah, I was totally wrong. I'm sorry. 
Uh, so what am I actually playing this week? This segment is where I actually talk about some of the games that I've been just I've been enjoying just on my se- by myself because you know. Not every game that I play has to be a blind gamer. There has to be some games that I enjoy, that I like to play. And uh, this week I went back to Assassin's Creed Origins. Uh, I have not played the Curse of the Pharaohs expansion because I'm still relatively new. I'm only about level 12 in uh, the game. And so I've just been, like, I, I, I've been savoring this game. So, like, anytime I'd be like, yeah, you know what, I really feel like playing a video game and it's like usually Assassin's Creed is the one I kind of go to right now and this this is this is different for me because normally every Assassin's Creed game I play I I get so far into it I'm like yeah no that's it I'm I'm done I can't play this it's just it's too hard to be able to play not just in gameplay but just also in uh it just in like it's hard for me to read the text it's hard for me to be able to like actually play because you can't really set the difficulty level so I was able to to play around like to set the settings that I like and it's been a lot of fun. I'm in Alexandria right now. Uh, I just uh, I met my wife, and uh, yeah, and uh, like I'm now. I just finished. I fi- oh man, that mission where you have to go f- uh, find that assassin who was uh, trying to kill her. That took me forever. Uh, I-, I was like, I didn't know the proper way to be able to kind of. I couldn't figure out the strategy and how to be able to get to uh, this guy without actually alerting everyone else. So I basically just killed everyone else except the three the, the three guys the two that were bodyguarding him and then the one guy and then he's like like i had nowhere else to, uh, he had nowhere else to go so i was able to kill him that way but that was actually kind of fun but it actually like i picked up a few games this week so i'm actually i'm really interested to be able to try it uh i just picked up an nba 2k 18 uh for a really cheap price on nintendo switch i've been wanting to be able to play a sports game for a while and i really want to actually try nba uh because i'm slowly starting to become a basketball fan uh, Raptors, I'm kind of, uh, I'm really liking a lot, and uh, I want to be able to sort of, kind of, like, like uh, there's a little bit of a fire, there's a little bit of smoke, and I'm just kind of like, I'm just like letting it grow, and just kind of like, t- like tendering it and, and 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 blowing on it to make sure like it kind of like gives enough, get enough, gets enough oxygen. So I'm hoping that the, the NBA on the Switch will be kind of like sort of fan the flames and hopefully uh, grow that fandom because I've always been a football football guy, and I do have Madden uh, 17, Madden 17 or Madden 18, I can't remember which one I have, uh, and I want to be actually get back in that so i want to get get back in the sports games uh so I've, I'm, I'm interested to be able to play that i also finally actually it's sitting right here hold on uh, finally picked up horizon zero dawn i know it's last year's game and it came out literally a year ago but i'm excited to be able to play this and uh it's just uh, i had uh, some gift cards that uh i was given to me and I, I finally had a chance to be able to grab it. i was waiting for it to actually get cheaper than what the price was i bought it but since I had a gift card, I was like, yeah, essentially I'm getting it for free. So, yeah, I got that. So I'll be playing a few of those, and maybe I'll talk about it in the show, or maybe do a blind gamer on it. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, all right. So let's move on to blindly re- blindly reading the news. Steve, can you talk properly this morning? I don't know. <laughs> uh, so as I'm recording this, um, GDC is next week. Uh, or technically, as of this episode is coming out, it's starting today. Uh, and GDC, if you don't know, is the Game Developers Conference where a lot of game developers from ac- all across the industry will uh, like like head to San Francisco and they, they basically show off a lot of their games. They do conferences and they do uh, they do like panels and stuff like that. And it's really a cool a cool networking event. I really want to try to go this year uh, because they actually have uh, a GA uh, conference, uh, which is basically gaming accessibility uh, conference. That's actually going to be as of this episode releases. It's happening today in San Francisco, just before the GDC proper, and uh, it's part of GDC. And I really wanted to be able to go to that uh, this year, but it just I couldn't be able to find accommodations at the time. So I'm hoping for next year. 
hopefully if if, if, uh, it, if God willing, uh, I want to be able to go next year, and I would love to be able to actually hopefully be able to speak. That'd be kind of cool. If you know anyone that's actually at the GA conference, uh, hit hit them up and let them know that uh, hey. Uh, Steve Saylor, who wants to be able to talk with you and have some fun. So, yeah, actually, uh, so this is kind of like blindly reading the news is more of it's kind of a teaser for next week's episode because I don't really have anything specific to the GA conference because obviously it hasn't happened yet. Uh, but I'm going to be keeping an ear and slash eye out for news coming of this conference and also news coming out from GDC next week. Uh, so you'll hear that about uh, all the rundown of that uh, next week's episode. Hopefully there's stuff that comes out of it or announcements that are made or stuff that's kind of talked about. Uh, if if not, then I'll then I'll talk about, like, that'll be a very short blind reading the news segment. And if there's, a, if there's a ton of that, then I may just dedicate the whole episode to it. I don't know. You'll have to tune in or watch next week's episode to find out. So that's it for Blindly Read the News. Let's go into today's conversation with Cassie Chu. She's the game designer at Drinkbox Studios, like I said. This is part one of a, of a two-part conversation. In part one, we chat about what got Cassie into video games and her journey to be a game developer slash designer. Uh, we also chat about what a level designer does because she used to uh, she used to be a level designer for uh, Electronic Superjoy, if you ever played that game. It's a really, really cool like uh, a pixel art uh, platformer with that... Uh, with EDM music and it's a lot of the levels are kind of designed sort of around the theme of that music and it's really really cool game and Cassie was a level designer for that uh, for a couple years and uh, so she talks about what it's what a level designer does and the tricks of the trade uh, this is all, uh, also just for one of you this is an audio only interview uh, so my apologies for the YouTube audience but uh, uh, just leave this part on the video and in the background while you do other stuff and I'll still be here when you get back so yeah it just uh, it was it just worked out that this it was easier this way to be able to do an audio interview this time than a video interview uh, for for Cassie and I. So uh, I hope you enjoy. It's the same kind of conversation, and it's a good, it's a lot of fun, and I really enjoy talking to Cassie. I've been friends with her for a while, and it was nice to kind of catch up. We haven't seen each other in a while, and it was it was great. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, this conversation is brought to you by Patreon.com/slash/SteveSailor. For as little as one dollar, you can help support what I'm doing on this channel. At the one dollar level, you can get episodes of Blind Gamer early, and for the five dollar level, you can get episodes of this podcast early. Head to Patreon.com slash Steve Saylor for more details, and I thank you in advance for your support. Now let's get right into the conversation. Hey everybody, this is a, this is an audio-only interview, because I I feel like uh, I, I kind of just need that. It's just kind of nice just to tank, get away from the camera. It's all kind of nice. Uh, so today, I'm sitting with my good friend Cassie Chu. How are you, Cassie? I'm doing pretty good, Steve. Uh, so I brought I wanted to have you on, because A, you're super cool. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> so that was that was it. Uh, that was one thing. Uh, and B, you have a very very cool job, which I will uh, get to very briefly. What what do you what do you do? Uh, I am in game development. Yeah. I'm I'm working for a very very cool Toronto indie studio called Drinkbox. And, can you uh, can you say what you're working on? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, it's okay. it's been announced already. I'm working on uh, the sequel to Guacamole. Working on Guacamole Two. Oh, I saw that demo at the at PSX, and I was just like, "A, that was really cool just to see like my friends are working on that thing," <laughs> and like and just that how big that they that kind of reaction got from yeah. seeing the trailer for it, and just like even like the cool new stuff that you guys are adding to it, mm-hmm. like it's just. Oh, that's just so cool! Like, and I'm like, it is, it, it's so neat that it's a like it's in Toronto, and then it's also like being made by some of my friends, which is pretty cool. Uh, so we'll get into that actually in a little bit, but I kind of wanted to get to know you. So first off, I actually do want to say where we first met because mm-hmm. it was a very interesting 
kind of scenario. That's a fun story. I like that story. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'll tell from my perspective. I want to yeah, hear from yours. Because I don't it. think I actually did hear it from your perspective. Um, so essentially we, we met at MAGFest tw- uh, 2013. But which MAGFest was that? Was that MAGFest 7? or? S- I don't know. I'm it was not 2013. Really... So it would have been I'm like five years ago. And they're like, what, MAGFest 11 right now? I'm like at 12? I, you know what? I'm not 100% sure. Oh. I know it was 2013. I, 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 I basically just kind of classify MAGFests by year and not by number. Right. But because that's kind of just the way that I started. Yeah. I think it kind of everyone does the same thing too, but the yeah. MAGFest still calls it like MAGFest 13. I don't know, whatever the, the number they're at right now. Yeah. But I remember coming in on uh, with uh, our friend Justin mm-hmm. uh, and our friend Mike Dodd. Mm-hmm. Uh, we came in on uh, to Washington uh, like very late at night, and it was it was the night before Magfest started. And I remember Justin and I were like we were really hungry, and but we didn't want to like order in food at the hotel, mm-hmm. so we went down to just a, like literally just a random bar. Like we did not choose at all. It was just like, hey, this is a bar. It's open. It's got food. Kitchen's open. Let's just go in. And so we start eating, and we like we order food. We order, and then all of a sudden, I see uh, Julian walk in, our friend Julian. And I met Julian through my college friend that he went to high school with. And I met, <laughs> and then I randomly ran into him again at a Starbucks, and that was an awkward conversation. And then when I saw Julian there. I was just like, it, it kind of clued in. I'm like, oh, yeah, shoot, he works in games. And I'm like, I didn't even think that he would, like, A, in all the gin joints in all the world, he would just kind of show up at that one. And then that's when <laughs> that's when you and Michael Todd and uh, JP walked in, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Was Ori there, too? Uh, Ori was not with us. I had actually not met Ori until um, until maybe maybe PAX that year, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, for those that are, Ori actually is the, right now, he's currently the composer of uh, Way of the Passive Fist. Which also, by the way, looks incredible. Oh, I got to play it. I, I, I also, well, so I say it looks incredible, but I actually did get to demo it. I got yeah. to demo it on, on the arcade machine. I was to say, they, I saw that the, they did the, put it cabinet. in the arcade. Yes. Their homemade arcade cabinet. Oh, man. I, I so... wanted to go to that night so bad. <laughs> oh, it looks so good. Like, I, I uh, Jason uh, brought, in, uh, brought it in for me to be able to play, mm-hmm. which actually, by the time, this interview is out. Uh, it will be actually. I, I did. Uh, it's a YouTube video I did. Uh, so uh, that'll be up. Go check it out on my YouTube channel, guys. Yeah. He, he got to sit in with you and, and watch you play it, or yeah, he actually brought the game and he actually oh, kind of did like a, de- a tech demo yeah. of me playing it, and it was kind of hard because he was talking and, and explaining how to be able to like how it works, how everything like how to be able, what to be able to do, mm-hmm. and then I never realized that how much like. For me, the audio would like would have helped because yeah. I was dying like crazy, <laughs> and so I'm like I'm playing this thing and I'm and then he's like oh yeah probably we actually do have audio cues that allow you to be able to help you when to know when to be able to uh, hit each <laughs> button and he's still talking as I'm as he's, as I'm doing it I'm like I'm trying to listen <laughs> but I didn't want to tell said, him to shut up. <laughs> I'm doing bad because I can't hear the audio. Yeah, yeah. Just, just shut up. But I'm like, that's the terrible video to be able to tell someone like a developer, hey, shut up. It's just kind of a fun situation, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, so that so Ori is working on that. And then, so back to Eggfest. So, the, yeah, you guys walked in, and mm. I, that's why I met you guys. And we, like, I think all of us, uh, we just hung out that entire weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so what was it, like, what were, were your perspective as you guys walked in? Because I don't, like, I don't think I actually remember hearing, like, 
was it the same kind of thing? It was a very similar situation. So we drove in from Toronto as well, the four of us in a, yeah. in a car. That was a fun ride. Yeah, um, we had a fun ride too. Yeah, yeah. Just like, you know, singing a whole lot of the Megas on the way up. So we did play the Megas, but we were we uh, we pretty much listened to the entire catalog of the Proto Men on the way oh, down. Oh, nice, yeah. nice. That's that's a Magfest classic, right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Proto Men, very yeah. good. Um, but yeah, we had a very similar situation. We drove in, we got in kind of late. We were hungry. We we're just like we're just gonna like you know find somewhere to eat and you know, um, and I guess like it was helpful that this pub was kind of like inside sort of like the resort plaza area of the hotel that the convention's at. Yeah. So we ended up we ended up at the same the, <laughs> the same pub. Yeah. And 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 you know, at the time, uh, you know, JP and uh, and Mike Todd and I didn't know you guys, but mm-hmm. Julian did. Mm-hmm. And Julian sees you guys and introduces. You know, everybody yeah. to, to to each other, and and that's how it all started. <laughs> yeah. So at the time, you were working with Michael Todd on Electronic Superjoy, mm-hmm. uh, and you were a game des- uh, a level designer for him. Level designer that. and pixel artist. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want, I definitely want to talk about that because I'm I'm fascinated with just kind of like how level design sort of works and what, like sort of like kind of the step by step for that. Yeah. So uh, well, I want to talk about that, but now let's go let's go further back. To young, young little Cassie, <laughs> young little Gary shooting Cassie. <laughs> Sorry, it's a very inside joke. Listen, that's to, a, listen that's, to Terrible that's Warriors, a, the Pokemon episodes. It's a real deep cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and uh, so, what, what, uh, so, what was your first console? Uh, my first, my first, my own console was an N sixty four. But uh, my first experience with video games was actually not that it was my my dad owned um he used to own, own a famicom like a japanese really? famicom yeah wow. and 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 at the time my brother and i were were kind of i guess like slightly too young to kind of understand what was going on on the screen but we used to just sit and watch him and be like totally enthralled oh really and and yeah so um so he had that uh we got slightly older and then he had a genesis and we used to watch him play mm. a lot of sonic that is interesting. I didn't think. Okay, a. I didn't think that Genesis was your was your first, like, essentially your first console because I yeah, kind I of. know you as mostly like you are like for me Nintendo yeah. fangirl number one. Oh, absolutely. So, but <laughs> so, but here's the thing though. So, so technically, so it was like yeah, kind of my first console was a Nintendo console, but I was too young. My, my like sort of second console was it, it was still my dad's, and I actually didn't really play the Genesis. I just oh. used to watch him. And and at some point, you know, he, he kind of passed the controller over to me and was just like, here, you know, why don't you try this? And then, you know, I take a few steps forward and then accidentally drop Sonic into a pit. And then <laughs> immediately it was just like, no, Daddy, I don't want to kill Sonic anymore. Take the controller. Yeah. That, okay, that is so you. <laughs> just like, I don't want to kill Sonic. Oh, it felt so bad. So I was just like, no, Daddy, I don't want to. I'm just going to watch you. You're good at the game. Oh I'm not God. good at the game. That is so cute. Um, oh. But but I was still very like from a very young age I was still like very much into Super Mario because I used to watch the cartoons, and oh. my and my mom you know, uh, my mom and dad bought me you know Super Mario like sweatshirt and sweatpants and like the, <laughs> the there used to be these Super Mario like fruit snacks I that I used to those. eat I, I remember oh those were so good <laughs> I miss those those were awesome yeah and. Uh, 
and so I had all of those, and uh, I had, um, what else? I oh, I still have this. Um, uh-huh. I I actually I use it for my I use it to for as like a sugar bowl at home, or I, I used to when I was living alone. I just kind of have it stashed away now, but uh-huh. I have a a cheese whiz jar shaped like Mario. Wait. It was like an official promotion from Cheese Whiz, where they wait. had a Mario-shaped Cheese Whiz jar. I'm not even kidding. Okay, this wait. A, this is a thing that I own, and we washed it out, and we kept it, and I use it for my sugar. What is the purpose of Cheese Whiz? I don't know, Mario? but it was awesome. Like Mario has nothing to do with cheese. Literally nothing. Literally nothing. Oh but I mean, God. at the time, you know, he. I guess he was really. They I guess just he was slap really his huge. like a little slap his face on anything. I guess. Yeah. Right? So, oh, Nintendo, so you're is, so crazy. <laughs> that is a thing that I still own. Wow. To this day, I use it for my shirt. <laughs> it's is, one of my most prized possessions from so my childhood. Adorable. Oh, my God. Oh man, but like I like ever since I was a really little kid, I was I was a huge I was a huge Mario fan. Like my mm. my first pair of glasses, I kid you not, my first pair of glasses when I was a kid, I was in second grade, mm. and uh, and that's when I you know we figured out like oh I'm, I I I need vision correction. We went to go get me glasses. We're trying a bunch of stuff on, um, and I see these Nintendo brand. Glasses. Oh. Are you serious? I'm serious. I I I had those, and I'm I'm sad that I don't think I have them anymore. Oh, but they were like, you I know, you think those like '90s like glasses yeah. with like the kind of speckle colors on yeah, the outside. Yeah. So they were like that. They were like pink and kind of like a light purpley like speckle kind of pattern, and then on the inside of the arm was the Nintendo logo. If and I'd known that those <laughs> existed, I would have so gotten those as a kid for you know, my glasses. Those were my first glasses. Wow. Were, and they came in like a, a Mario, it was actually, it was a Mario 2 um, glasses case with like, really? yeah, like Mario on it. Wow. Those are my first glasses. <laughs> How long did you have those? Uh, shoot, I don't remember. It was a long time. Um, I mean, it, it, it didn't, I guess... It didn't take me that long to grow out of them, but like mm. I, I did have them for quite a while. Now, did, did you when you were wearing glasses? Did that, that like kind of hinder a little bit of uh, your playing uh, games at all? Not really. No, it was just kind <laughs> of okay. Not really. Okay. Uh, so so yeah, so so I I'd always been a Nintendo fan, and I've always been around video games. When my dad wasn't playing a Genesis, eventually at some point he'd actually bought a Panasonic 3DO, and we had Whoa. that. A 3DO. That's Jeez. that's technically the first console that I started actually really playing games on. Okay, what was your favorite game on it? Uh, my favorite game on it was the original Gex. Oh. Yeah, the like very first like original Gex. Wow, I don't think I actually heard anyone say that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's because you know what? Like, it's like yeah, it was kind of like '90s cheesy or whatever. But like in terms of mechanics, it was really cool. Like it was a side. It wasn't like they hadn't gone into 3D yet. It was a 2D side-scrolling platformer. Oh, okay. And and like some of the mechanics that they had in place were really really cool. And and like you kind of don't really. You don't really see that kind of thing done very much in, in I feel like in modern two D platformers. Yeah. Yeah, like just the way that you could like travel around the, the stage. Like he was a gecko, so yeah. you know, you run around and you jump and stuff, but you can also like cling to walls and like onto ceilings and and like there are multiple different ways to uh, you know, kill enemies and, and you know, collect, you know, your little 
collecty coin things. And oh, okay. Like, it was really cool. Was that kind of where you fell in love with, like, pixel art and platformers in general? Or was it a, mo- a different game that kind of uh, sparked that for you? So I didn't really get into, like, I, I didn't really, really, really get into games until the 64, the Nintendo 64. Oh, okay. That That's when sort of, like, my video game, like, actual, like, video game, like, we're going to call it addiction. <laughs> started <laughs> what my parents will like to call video game addiction <laughs> right started. right well you show them you turn that into a career and make money off of it oh yeah well i, I mean you know i used to spend all my time playing video games at that point and mm-hmm. and they were just like what are you video games your your or video games your life and like, yeah. it's like well mom and dad it's gonna be now yeah they are <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so what was then what was your favorite game on the n64 my favorite game on the n64 uh, wait I, can i take a, a, can i take a guess sure is it smash surprisingly no Oh, I, I okay. really did. I liked Smash 64 a lot, uh-huh. um, but I didn't get like really, really serious into competitive. Sm- like that's another. I feel like that's another conversation altogether. <laughs> but I, I feel like I didn't get really serious into competitive Smash Bros until um, Brawl, and then even more so Smash um, for Wii U. Oh, and, okay. Yeah. Right. So, but, then, but I still loved Smash Bros. Yeah. Still so, loved it. So then, what was your favorite game? Um, my first favorite game was Mario 64. Okay. And I feel like that's an obvious one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And I feel like I could still, like, pick it up and, and play that game, like, backwards and forwards, like... You finished Odyssey, right? You know what? I have such a huge, stupid game backlog that I, I actually haven't finished Odyssey yet. Oh, okay. So, I so, we're, uh, I, I, <laughs> so we're I, getting there. But... Okay, I don't, I don't know, this won't be any spoilers, but there is a very... Really nice knowledge. I I saw I saw some I saw some screenshots. I'm excited to get there. Okay. Yeah. So, so I kind of know. I kind of sort of know. I don't know everything, but I've I've seen it. I'm just like that is okay, an so interesting you've seen look. The, you've for... seen the world then, but you didn't like see. Yeah, the... I haven't like seen people kind of like run around in it. I've seen like, oh, okay. that's that's Peach's castle, and that's why is Mario so low poly? <laughs> like. Oh, okay. So you did see that one then? Okay. Yeah. I yeah. did. That, uh, that, I was just that like, is all right. Of... That is one of the outfits out. you can be able to buy. <laughs> is yeah, like what you can only buy it like when you're in that world. Mm. But yeah, you get to buy the then 64. Yeah. Uh, essentially, his, yeah. and it looks so much like it. I'm, I'm just so like, excited for it. So how far are you then? I didn't get very far, sadly. I'm just um, I think I th- I got like the third world in. I think. Oh okay. Yeah, I'm not super far yet. Like I, I'm not even at Nudonk City yet. <laughs> Oh, that one's there. actually my. That I will say, <laughs> even though like there was a lot of gameplay of that, mm-hmm. that was probably my favorite uh, yeah. level because it was just a lot to do, mm-hmm. and it's like it really is the kind of the first time like in that game that it really the world really it feels opens sprawling. up. Yeah, and yeah. like even even just kind of like the nice nods of uh, of uh, Donkey Kong in that yeah. uh, area. It's just it's really cool. Um, okay, so sixty uh, uh, so Mario sixty four. That was my first favorite, right? Um, and then sort of as the console started to sort of open up and and sort of give you like even more games mm-hmm. to to play, my 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 all time favorite game on N sixty four is a game that I used to play co op with my brother, uh, and it was called uh, Goemon's Great Adventure. What it's is a, that? It's a sequel to uh, Mystical Ninja starring Goemon. Also for the other I don't even know what that is either. It's, it's um <laughs> it's a platformer. You play this ninja named Goemon and he's got some friends that you can also play or also playable characters and okay. it's it's got like a really, really ridiculous, very silly story and you get to like you know, you just like run around and you kill a bunch of yokai monsters and, and like it's very cutesy. Yeah. It's very like cutesy, very silly. At you know, at some point you get to like pilot a giant mech that is 
shaped like it like he like it's basically a mech of Goemon, so he like steps inside a mech. He steps of himself. inside of himself. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's so good. Um and not gonna lie, that does explain a little bit more about you. <laughs> that I'm like, yep, okay, those are things that you enjoy a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um but but yeah, like it was a game that I used to like my, my brother and I used to play it co op. You you could play it um it was a basically like a two D I would I would call it like a two and a half D side scrolling platformer because it was oh, okay. It was sort of two D side scrolling, but it sort of had a lot of three D element to it as well. Sure. Um and yeah, it was really cool. Like, uh, like we played it co-op. You can play it single player if you want to, but the co-op is way better. Okay. Um, and I don't know. They did a, little, <laughs> a lot of really fun things. You you could uh, you know run around and you platform, or you know one person can like piggyback on the other. So like know. one person will run around and the other will like throw like kunais and shurikens and stuff <laughs> while you're running. Okay. But you really have to trust that other person who's running and jumping to make those jumps and stuff properly or oh, okay. or they or or you both die at the same time. <laughs> 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 so the second player ha- really has to be like you have to know your stuff and yeah. they're kind of like, okay. <laughs> and then and then uh you know the the end of every world is like a giant robot battle so you get inside that giant mech again uh-huh. but you each get a mech so first oh. player uh is is seeing it from like a first person view yeah. and the second player is 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 piloting their mech in the background in so there's like the giant like monster or giant robot that you're fighting is yeah. in between the both of you and this is on the N64 yeah Wow! <laughs> I didn't even think that that was like that was even possible. Jeez, okay. I love that game, mm. and it is a little bit. It is definitely a little bit more obscure, but okay, <laughs> it is. It's my favorite. That again, that it's explains so much of you of what I know of you. Uh, okay, so when you so obviously like kind of uh, that was uh, around what age that you got the N sixty four? Oh shoot! Okay, so I got my N sixty four third grade, so I must have been like what eight or nine. Something like that. So did you play video games all throughout high school, too? I did. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um, like, basically from N64 on to that point, like, video games was the majority of everything that I did for fun. Oh, okay. Right? It was, like, my thing. It was the thing that I did. So when, so when did it actually kind of switch for you that you could sort of turn, um, essentially, video games as a hobby into a possible profession? So... I I feel like, so ever since maybe I was, I think, I think maybe around 10, I knew I wanted to make video games for a living. Oh, even that young, wow. Yeah, it was my dream job. You knew that that was a thing that that you could actually do? I knew it was a thing that was just like, I mean, people must make video games. They don't just like appear out of thin air, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so I was just like, I remember, um, you know. Back in the days when when we used to rent video games at like a Blockbuster or something, we used yeah. to go to like my my dad used to take us to the Microplay, and <laughs> and we yep. used to rent our video games at the Microplay. And <laughs> I remember that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to do, I used to have my little uh, Microplay uh, membership yeah. card, yeah, including bo- Blockbuster. I had the, both of those. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But so so, so I remember very clearly. I, I picked up. I think it might have been. Like Harvest Moon sixty four, I was picking up the box for that, and and I was just like, this is what I want to rent today, and I and then I turn, like something struck me, and I turned to my dad, I'm like, Daddy, when I grow up, I want to make video games for a living. And what did he say? He's like, that's nice. 
It's kind of like, yeah, you know like, what? Like yeah, to, to him, sure. it's like, okay, yeah, you like you just said, like, yeah, I want to be an astronaut. I'm like, yeah, okay, <laughs> sure, <laughs> yeah, sure, you could do anything you yeah, want to you do. You could be president of the United <laughs> States if you wanted to. I'm like, Even that's not possible, man. Yeah, <laughs> but I knew, I, I knew from from a very young age that I wanted to make video games for a living, and and that stuck with me for a little while, um, basically up until high school, at which point. I guess something got into my head like, oh, I can't make video games. I'm bad at math. Why would I be any good at programming? And so, like, somewhere that was kind of like at the end of high school. So I kind of sort of transitioned over to like, well, maybe I'm just gonna get a, a you know, a, maybe I'll just major in Italian instead and just try and get a job as like a translator. Italian. Yeah, I was really, really into languages when I was younger. Oh, okay. Um, and so what languages? Do you speak, or do, or can I, you still speak them? I wish. <laughs> I, I do. I only speak English, but I have a good, like, a decent little understanding of Italian. My mom's Italian. Oh, okay. Right? Um, I, I actually, growing up, I, um, I tried to learn a bunch of languages. I was really good in my French classes, you know, as Canadians. Yeah, we, yeah. Uh, we always we, get the, we have the mandatory to, French classes. We have, to, we have to take French from grade one until <laughs> at least grade nine. Yep, grade yeah. nine was my last time doing French, and I, I was like, oh, thank God. I actually took it an additional year. I took a grade 10 because I liked it that much. But Oh, okay. And then, and then, I don't know, something about that year grade 10 just, like, didn't stick with me. And I was just like, you know what, I think I'm done with this. Which is <laughs> really sad. You didn't th- think that French immersion was a thing that you wanted to get into? Well, you know what? My mom had talked about and thought about bringing me into French immersion. And I just, I guess, which was really, really funny. Um, but I, I guess I had decided that I didn't want to leave the school that I already was at because oh. I didn't want to leave my friends. And I was like, silly Cassie, you didn't have any friends. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody likes you. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of true. Like, um, <laughs> really? Yeah, that's, I. That so, is sad. So here's so here's a funny thing okay. about me. The person that you know, the Cassie that you know now, is very different from the Cassie that was growing up very young. The, okay. The Cassie back then was very very serious. It was very hard for you to get her to laugh. Real? Really? Because. Yeah. Because your laugh is like so distinct to me, I'm like, anytime I hear it, I'm like, yep, that that that's Cassie. And I actually, it's it's funny. So we we, we did start on a uh, kind of before we did start uh, starting a podcast called Terrible Warriors, mm-hmm. uh, and it was basically it's an RPG tabletop uh, show. You can go to terriblewarriors.com to subscribe. There's a lot of our episodes where both of us are on it. And I remember your first one was on the Matrix, mm-hmm. and I I remember you like I actually listened to it not too long ago, and you barely talked at all. You kind yeah. of were like we're very super kind of shy, and it's just like it was it, it was you didn't really weren't really sure what to do. Yeah, you had some cool moments, but then like jumped to a few episodes later when you were in Pokemon, and I'm like, okay, you're the shy cast. You all of a sudden <laughs> like I'm gonna shoot Gary <laughs> with a gun. I'm gonna shoot Gary Oak in the damn kneecaps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't make me do it, kid. I'll fucking do it. I'm like, I just, I remember seeing that kind of like that, that curve of Cassie was very distinct to me. But like, are you saying like that was like, there was even further, like you weren't really oh, yeah. you were pretty shy? Well, see, the thing is, is that, so I was already like, I was, I was, I wouldn't even say I was shy. It was just, I didn't really, I didn't really have the same kind of mindset as kids, or the other kids growing, okay. kind of grew up around. You're pretty much the definition of an introvert. I would, well... You know what? I wouldn't even call myself like I wanted to be around people, but oh, okay. other people were too different. Like they didn't like me because they were all just like, "Oh, you're a nerd. You like Aww. video games and whatever." Like I used to literally like, 
I would take my like N64 like game manuals mm. and bring them with me like in the schoolyard at recess and just read them by myself. Oh. Just like look through my manuals by myself. Oh, you're gonna break my heart. <laughs> it's so. Oh. But it's just like I guess. You know, at that age, kids are, you know, laughing at poop and fart jokes, and I just didn't think they were funny, so. <laughs> so I, okay, yeah. So I was just like, you guys are dumb, and, you know, want me to, like, be and dress in whatever a certain way, and I don't like that, and I like me the way I am, so screw all y'all. Yeah. So I just like, kind of just, you know, I used to hang out by myself. You used to talk about Farting and in, in, uh, farting uh, and, and shit jokes. I'm gonna be over here looking at Kirby manuals yeah, all day. Yeah, basically. <laughs> basically. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I was, yeah, very very different person when I was when I was younger. I was very serious. So you that went even into into like high school and college. Yeah, a little bit. I I broke out of my shell a little bit more as I sort of became sort of more comfortable about being like like open and happy with who i was you know mm-hmm. like on the outside right right um and that that and and you know like a lot of teenagers i you know i, I dealt with a lot of um self-consciousness and and sure. you know image problems i feel like you know i i still kind of deal with it a little bit right it's kind of ingrained in you it's just yeah i think kind of a situation i think that kind of like that yeah that's part of yeah. of everybody growing up because especially like because that's something that you you can control but you're not like uh, growing up but it's it's something like you try something and and people will make fun of you for it no matter like what happens and that that's ingrained i think in pretty Mm much everybody but yeah that i mean that sticks with you uh for sure um yeah but so i mean i always i always kind of had confidence issues like Mm. in you know in whatever my 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 skills i still kind of deal with that today and and so you know, I was just like, oh, I don't know if I can make games. I, I'm just going to, like, stick with this thing that I'm good at. And at the right. time, it was languages. And then... Probably the same as me as an imposter sim- uh, syndrome. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. definitely. And and so um, and so, what ended up happening was something else hit me right at the end of high school when I was, like, applying for, like, working on applying for, for post-secondary. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, wait a second video games need things other than programming right they yeah know they need like art and stuff it's like well i could probably do art oh and okay. so i ended up going to sheridan college for art instead oh and uh so i started out with their uh, art fundamentals program where they basically kind of like teach you a lot of the basic basic fundamentals right right were you always into into art uh growing up as well was it, or i used was to it... doodle a lot oh, okay i used to doodle a lot and 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 uh kind of I don't know you know, do little artsy things I did like I think my more than anything I liked to craft things more than I liked to draw things oh so um so I feel like I mean we'll get into that a little bit later but yeah. I feel like that's one of the reasons why I like pixel art or doing pixel art more than I like doing traditional art oh, okay um and I haven't done pixel art in a good while now but that's that's kind of how I felt when I was working on it so that was mostly the, the kind of art that you were always interested in, is just mostly uh, I, building pixel art. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and there's reasons for that, and we'll, like I said, we'll we'll kind of like yeah down the down the road we'll we'll get into to why that is in a little bit. But so I went to Sheridan, uh-huh. and and even then, just like you know, I finished the, the the art fundamentals program, and the idea is you you do art fundamentals with the aim of putting together a portfolio to apply for Sheridan's animation or illustration programs. 
Oh. And okay. I didn't have the confidence to put together a portfolio <laughs> for either of those programs. Okay. So I finished Art Fundamentals and then moved on to their what they call their Visual Creative Arts program, but Visual Creative Arts Year Two, because okay. they also had Visual Creative Arts Year One, right. which had a little bit of a different focus, but it was kind of very similar situation. So you could yeah. transfer in from Art Fundamentals to Visual Creative Arts Year Two. Which I, I think, from what I'd heard from a lot of my friends who are uh, gone into game development, mm -hmm. that kind, that visual creative arts, that's that's sort of like the the course. That, that now you can just kind of almost go to any college and be like, yeah, there's a video game course you can be able to take it, no problem. But now, the, yeah. like visual creative arts, is kind of sort of like that sort of gateway into that world but you're not like you're you might be making a game but maybe not quite well you're more so into like digital web design almost they, there was degree. like a little bit of like yeah there was like a little bit of like web design but it was mostly like here's a bunch of other traditional medium right or is it right. sort of like traditional media sorry but um but yeah so it's still a lot of like life drawing and painting mm -hmm. and sculpture and like all that fun stuff we did like a little bit of like print making and things like that so it was it was cool, but there was like there was also like photography. So it's just like mm. of like vast, di like different kinds of art things. To Here do. are all the things. Here in are art. all the art things. <laughs> yeah, that uh, you could possibly do. Yeah. You might not be able to f master one, but you could do all of them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the idea was was like, okay, finish VCA two. I'm gonna put it in a portfolio. Didn't have the confidence to do that either. So I ended up going into VCA three. The third year of that, you jumped like thinking, just two years. Yep. So wow. I like so I flew. I did VCA one. Didn't have the or sorry, not VCA one. I did uh, art fundamentals year one. Wasn't confident enough to put together a portfolio. Uh -huh. So once I finished that, I I moved up to VCA two. And then once I was just like, ah, VCA2, I finished that. I was like, ah, I don't know about a portfolio for this either. I still suck. It's <laughs> just like VCA3 after like, that when I was finished VCA2. Okay. Well, maybe not quite. And okay, then, there. Okay. Oh, maybe not. I don't know. And, and, and so it was this kind of like steady, like, like, it, like throughout me going through school was this like steady kind of like bunch of realizations like, oh, wait. I can't, it's like, oh, wait, I can't do this because I'm not good at programming. Oh, wait, video games need art, so I'm going to do art. It's like, I suck at art. Why am I doing this? <laughs> and then and then from there, it was just like I made that realization right at the end of VCA3, like, there must be programs that exist for games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like you went the long way around, but you eventually long. got there. But you know what? At the time, they're kind of really, like, they were sort of few and far between. And, and, That's true. Yeah. And a lot of schools kind of didn't know how to teach the curriculum. And so right. I did eventually go to, uh, I ended up putting in a portfolio, actually, for uh, Centennial College. They mm -hmm. had a uh, game game art and design program. Oh, okay. So I put in a portfolio for that. I made it in, and I went there. It was a like a year and a half like intensive program. Yeah. Um. So it was essentially like supposed to be like three or like four years of 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 you know all that stuff that they want to teach you compacted into like a year and a half. Mm. And so I like we didn't get like summer vacation or anything like that. It was <laughs> just like just work, 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 and it was really hard. Um. And it was an interesting program because it was like, here's all the stuff that you need to be able to like make games, except for how to how to make actually make a game. game. <laughs> so it was it was the majority of it at the time. I, and I hear that the program has changed quite a bit from since my my year was kind of the guinea pig year. Okay. Um, but um, when when I was there, it was 
kind of like 90% art and 10% actual game design. Okay. We had we had one core, and this is how I knew that like it's like actually what because I wasn't really sure 100% what, like to like what Which specific the, yeah. discipline I wanted to work Whether on. Whether art in or games. programming, yeah. I wasn't 100% sure um, until I went to this course in my program called Game Theory, where we talked about game mechanics and how to write a game design document and how like. It's like, this is, this is what gameplay is and how it affects your game. And it's just like, and then, so I, you know, I was in that class and that's when it hit me. It was just like, oh, that's this is how it works. game design. This oh. is what I want to do. Okay. And, okay. and it's funny because, so I have a very good friend who was in that course with me and she and I were inseparable the entire time we were in that program. Mm. Um, and and she, she, we sat next to each other every day, and and it we at that exact same moment when we had that exact same realization, we looked at each other and we're just like, "This is it. <laughs> this is, this what is what we, we want to do. This is what we're meant to do." And 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 it just so happened that at some point I was actually I actually ended up getting a job in one of the, in the same studio that she is now currently working at, and that was Gameloft. Oh, okay. So, so that's how what what led to Gameloft then. Yeah. Okay. So what were you doing at Gameloft? Uh, Gameloft, I was a game designer, junior, junior game designer, mm-hmm. um, and um, that that meant a whole bunch of things. Okay. Um, the thing is with game design is that it's just sort of it's sort of all over the place in terms of what designers actually do, and it's kind of hard to. It's kind of hard to nail down. Is like this is exactly what design is like. Programmers program an artist. <coughs> oh God. There's there's water. Program, there's water. Thank you. I'm gonna get some more. <laughs> this is like programmers program and, and artists Draw, do art. Yeah, but and game designers. Design, you kind of do everything. Do all kinds of shit. Yeah, like you kind of <laughs> like know? yeah. It's like you. you it's like your job description is so vague. Yeah. It's like you could be essentially doing everything yeah. so, and nothing you know, at the same it's time. It's just like sometimes you're dealing with mechanics, sometimes you're dealing with systems, sometimes you're dealing with balancing, sometimes you're dealing with like the user interface. So sometimes mm. it's, you know, it's just like, so, you know, sometimes you're dealing with like straight up just menus and how the menus function, right? Mm. Sometimes you're dealing with narrative, like there's like narrative design is totally, is absolutely a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was doing kind of all kinds of stuff. Um, well, I guess in a way, it's like it's it, it was kind of like a good boot camp because you get to learn essentially a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, so I actually hadn't started working at GameLoft until after I was done with Electronic Superjoy. Oh. ESJ was my first. ESJ was my first actual. Uh, job in the industry. Oh, I thought okay. I didn't realize that that was that that was where okay. That's where. So yeah. then that's where I like that's where I met you was when you were working yeah. on like Superjoy. Yeah. Okay. So how did you? So how did you get involved working with uh, Michael Todd on that then? So um, so at the end of my game art and design program at Centennial, um, I ended up getting an internship with a sort of like one man indie game shop kind of situation mm-hmm. um, called Untold Entertainment, run by a guy named Ryan Creighton. Very cool guy. Okay. Very smart guy. What games did he work on? Um, he is, he was most well known for a game that he made during a jam, I believe, with his, uh, at the time, six-year-old daughter called Sissy's Magical Ponycorn Adventure. Oh, I did hear about this one. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, that was it. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. 
So you were just an intern for him then? So I would intern for him and I learned all kinds of stuff. Like he taught me a little bit of like, this is how you use Flash and this is how you, you know, do a little bit of like actual like kind of coding in Flash. And, mm -hmm. and um, it, was, it was cool. It was fun. Okay. Um, so uh, I was working with Ryan Creighton for a little while and at the time, and I, they, they still are actually very good friends, Michael Todd and Ryan Creighton, um, were were friends and that's how I met that's how I met Mike. Okay. Um, because he came into the studio one day and, and was just like, uh, I, I guess he just came into you know for popped in for a visit, and that's how I met him and I was very at the time <laughs> at the very time green. I was just like yeah. oh super green and very like starry eyed <laughs> yeah very naive like I'm gonna be a game designer <laughs> like yay yeah <laughs> like ninety three spray yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, super 100%. Um, but that's how I met him. And, okay. And um, at at some point, like I was kind of finished the program, and and um, I didn't really have anything going at that point except for my retail job. Mm. And um, so Mike just kind of messages me at some point, and he's like, "How would you 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 okay? You have all the skills that I need. Plus, I can teach you whatever else you need to know." And you'll, you know, you'll work for me full time at like a, you know, probably not crazy expensive. It's your mm -hmm. first job and everything. Yeah. How would you like to work on a game with me and f full time and quit your crappy Staples retail job? <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's an interesting message to get out all of a sudden out of the blue. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we were talking and hanging out at the time. Right. Um, but like it was, I guess it's something that he'd been thinking about. Um and like, it was nice. He was definitely paying me more than what I was making at Staples. Well, heck, so that yeah, was super there you go. cool. Well, that was at good. full time, <laughs> I'm working on a game. I was just like, I'm in. I'm just, I'm I in. made it. <laughs> I did it. I did the thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's the, and it was just like, you know, I, I just, I, I, I lucked out. I just happened to know the right person and be, you know, be available at the right place at the right time kind of situation. Right. Okay. Okay. So I hope you really, really liked that conversation. Uh, I'll have part two either next week, uh, or the week after, depending on how much news is going to be coming out of GDC. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, if you like this episode, please give it a rating and review on uh, over on iTunes and make sure to hit that subscribe button on iTunes, on Google play on there's uh, now, on TuneIn. I'm slow, I'm hoping to be able to get onto Spotify really, really soon. We'll see if that uh, kind of heads up, but make sure to subscribe over on the podcast or subscribe to this YouTube channel uh, if you're watching me right now. I would really appreciate it. Click that notification bell when you can be notified of when I put up videos. Uh, follow me online at Steve Saylor everywhere. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty much uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, I think Facebook, I'm, the, uh, I'm uh, yeah, Facebook.com slash Steve Saylor. Yeah, you can call me there. Uh, I'm also Blind Gamer Steve on PSN and Xbox Live. I won't give you my Nintendo Switch uh, like tag because it's a long-ass number. <laughs> so uh, hit me up if you want to be able to uh, uh, follow me on Switch or on Nintendo. So uh, thanks so much for watching and for listening. I'll see you next week. As always, I remain obedient to yours. Bye.